But it was really interesting. Like, I got to meet all kind of people with him. He was friends with Michael Jackson. He had some of Michael Jackson's furniture in his actual... Like, this furniture, y'all, you could tell that it was Michael Jackson's furniture. It was gold-plated. It was like the most amazing pieces that you've ever seen. It, they didn't even go in his place. I'm like, what? Are, this should be in a museum or something. You know, like... I love how you allow men to lie to you. Anything, anyway, um, is that anything different? From- <laughs> hey, girl, that wasn't Michael Jackson stuff. Like, okay, yeah. I'm telling you, he was pretty. He was lying. Girl, shut up. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. We got a love thing. Oh, intense satisfaction. Ba doobie doobie. Love thing. Physical attraction. Love thing. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Punky Johnson. And I'm Dicey. And you tuning into the love thing with me and my bestie, Dicey. We keep it real and raw about all things love, sex, and relationships. That mean we don't hold and we don't sugarcoat. That's right. From one night stands to situationships, we've got tales from the bedroom to share and advice to give because we've been through all this shit. So we just here to help you navigate through yours. That's right. So sit back, relax, and get ready for the love thing. Punky, give us a rundown of today's show, girl. Yes, y'all. Today we are talking about dating as a celebrity. Wow. Yes. And I might not be famous yet, but um, I'm going to talk about the dating experiences I've had with some famous people and some celebrities or whatever. That's right, Dice. And now we are going to get into how your dating life changes when you have a level of fame. And oh, Lord, I and got a couple stories for y'all. You know, these famous men, they really not all that. I don't know if that's a spoiler alert, but they just not. So, And of course, we're bringing back my favorite segment, Thoughtless Thoughts, y'all. It's been a while, but we got one for you. It's all y'all favorite segment because y'all been hitting us up like, what, where are all the thoughts at? Y'all ain't yeah, got no thoughts for us? Dicey, you want to tell the people about the caller? Nope. Guess what? They're going to have to stay tuned and hear the caller for themselves. This is going to be a all good right. one. Uh, we're just going to have to sit with that. Man, first of all, I just want to tell everybody this is our last episode of season one. I don't know if I can say this, but we got picked up for season two. Um, we have been trial and error. We've been learning as we go. People reach out and tell us that the episodes are getting better and better. So obviously we're learning. How to get better and better. Season two, we're going to have more guests. Season two, we're going to be more vulnerable. We're going to tell more stories. We're going to broaden our vocabulary. We've been learning Duolingo. The people that's been sticking with us, I hope y'all come with us into the next chapter. We appreciate y'all very much. Me too. We just took shots, actually, to, con- to commemorate the first season being done. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So if, if our eyes are a little crossed in this episode, that's why. Because we just took some shots. On empty stomachs. On empty stomachs. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I just want to take, take one time and tell everybody I have a huge announcement to make. This is huge. Um, Dicey is leaving. Praise to God. Praise <laughs> to God. Since, <gasps> since this is the last episode, Dicey would be getting the F out my house. I'm so happy. I'm not going to be hearing little footprints in this bitch. Every, I'm so happy that I'm going to have everything where I need it. I'm not going to be missing anything. Um, I use olive oil and it's gone. I say, Dicey, why you didn't tell me we was running out of olive oil and you leaving tomorrow? She said, I got some oil in there. I look in the cabinet. It's vegetable oil. Dicey, bitch, have I ever bought vegetable oil? And why do you think that's an okay replacement for olive oil? You have not. But also, I just haven't had a chance to go to Trader Joe's this week and get re-up on groceries. And I'm and sorry. And I apologize. Guess what? That has been Dice's story for the whole summer. I ain't had time to do this. I forgot to do that. I was going to do this. But Dicey, 
just get out. I'm so happy you're leaving, but I'm also going to miss you because I used to come home to a clean house. It used to be smelling like fabuloso, but also the good is not going to outweigh the bad. Get your ass. <laughs> get your ass out, bitch. <laughs> you going to miss me. Whatever. I'm going to be gone for a whole month. Hopefully longer. Over a month. <laughs> No, anyway, because yo. we got shows coming up. We got we gonna be we're gonna be in Los Angeles if anybody's there on January seventh because Punky's gonna be running her hour special at the comedy store and I'm opening for her there. So yeah, we're we're you know we, and we, we also, keeping it moving. And we also gonna be in Baltimore on the fifth and sixth. So if y'all out there in Baltimore area, y'all want y'all come out there January fifth and sixth. Anyway, to jump back into it. I got a lot of stories to tell about this. Um, when you become a celebrity, there's no such thing as a normal date in life anymore. You know, and I don't even want to call myself this big celebrity or anything because I, I, I like to call myself. I'm just a working actress. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say just my, my therapist told me stop saying just because what you are and what you've become on your own is big. So I am a working actress on television on one of the biggest comedy stages in the world so there does come a slight level of fame and it does come a slight level of being a celebrity so dating is hard enough but once I got on SNL man it just opened up just this new world for me it was just crazy yes you know in my private time I'm a normal person you know I still fight I still belch I still stank I still be digging in my nose, daydreaming. I still make mistakes at work. I still be talking mad shit to my friends, shit that ain't nobody supposed to hear but us. Hopefully y'all don't get into my phone because y'all will never see Punky again. I'll move to Iceland or some shit. <laughs> but it's like, it's fun when it's being recognized on the street, but sometimes it's not fun because sometimes people just be in your face. Like, I wish y'all could see how people will be in my face. Like, if we're on the subway or if we're walking down the street or if we walking into the mall or something, it's so weird how people just stop me. But I'm not complaining about it because I always take time to take pictures and talk to my fans and my supporters. Shit, I talk so much, sometimes they be like, okay, Punky, all right, girl, we gotta go. But that always reminds me of the platform that I'm on and that I always have to make sure I'm doing the right thing in people because I, I guess I'm a role model for a certain people and it feels good. But there's a lot of stuff I'm getting used to. And one of those things is dating. Mm. Like it ain't already hard enough. And then when you add fame to the equation, your life can become so complicated. Like I am never consistently in one place, ever. I'm always traveling. My work schedule tends to annoy the person that I'm dating. Then I got to deal with the, you're not into me. You don't miss me. Why, um, why we don't talk all the time? Why we not always having sex? Is there someone else? And that's not the case. I'm just at a level in my life where I have to just remain 100% focused. And you could, you could have me whenever I could be available to you. And I know that sounds unfair, but that is just what it is. And to be honest with you, I like not being in the same place as my girl because before fame, I used to be like super, 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 super clingy to the person that I would be with. I'll be the type of person that I would die if I wasn't around my partner. Or, I love you so much. I wish I was in your skin or, or I want my face on your license with your face. Like I was that type of, <laughs> I was ignorant. Okay. I was that type of partner. And, it, and, and now it sounds hella annoying, but that's how I loved. But all that has changed. It's almost like God in the universe, they knew that my life would get complicated. So I feel like I was set up to be able to handle and maintain this life and relationships of barely seeing my partner. Like, I believe these two things happen for a reason. And now I am able to compartmentalize to get through my very busy, lonely weeks. There's two things, y'all, that helped me to get through this. One thing that helped me to get through this was I was married to a woman that was always at home. She decided to become a housewife. My ex-wife just out the blue was like, I want to become a housewife. I want to stay home and take care of the kids. Bitch, the kids is dogs. I don't need nobody. The dogs can hold a piss for, tw for 12 hours. Everybody got to go to work in this house, but she was always at home. I never got a chance to be alone. Every single time I went in the house, there was a human body there. I, I, I guess I was triggered. So now I'm okay with, without being with my bitch because I got nostalgia and PTSD from that situation. And number two, I left my family when I was 18 years old. I left my family and... In 2000 and I think three, and I never been back. So 
I'm used to not being around people that love me. I'm used to it. The only problem now is finding someone that can compartmentalize just the same. But I do have to say, I tried dating someone very, very famous, like super famous, like AA, like double, triple A-list famous, and we never, ever got a chance to see each other. Our schedules just kept changing. They kept colliding, and it's just like we had to call it off. Hmm. Um, hey, shut up, because I feel like you... I feel no. like you want me to say something. I don't. I'm just I'm just sitting here listening to you. I'm letting you get it all out. Spill no, you, your you heart. Giving me, you giving me the look like you ain't gonna tell nobody who you giving me that look. I mean, I wouldn't say anything if I was you. I wouldn't <laughs> tell the people who. I mean anyway. You know, Anyway, our schedules kept colliding and we just like, look, you know, let's chalk it up. Let's just just call a spade a spade. We kept having to cancel being with each other. We kept having to reschedule. We kept getting caught in certain cities. Whatever work we was doing, we had to extend it. So we had to call be like, boo, I can't see you this week. And that just got just a little, you know, frustrating. So I do think one famous person and like one normal person can work. But a normal person makes all the sacrifice if y'all want me to be honest with y'all are two very very famous people can work because if you too busy i could just jump in a private jet i think if everybody all the way a-list i think that that can work but not a famous person or almost famous person because the famous person is all the way up there and the almost famous person it don't have the funds to do the private jet thing y'all know right. what i'm talking about well, y'all know what I'm talking along about. those lines though do you think that once you become famous, it's hard to keep dating the person who was with you prior to fame? I think that all depends on uh, your roots. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that all depends on how you, the things that you two have talked about, remaining true to the game, remaining true to the person that helped get you where you at, get you where you was at, and you staying humble. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I feel like with me and my ex-wife, for instance, what I'm doing right now was our dream. It was me and her dream. It's very unfortunate that she's not here on the ride, but things didn't work out. Now, do I feel I would have switched up on her once I got here? I don't think I would have because me and her were together since we were kids. And this was something that we were building together. Right. And you left like, like a month or two before you got SNL, which is insane that it was just that fast you know before i even had an audition i didn't even know nothing about FNL yeah. and i left you know what i'm so glad you said that dicey because for anybody that want to hear this that goes to show you man let it go some things you just got to let it go man forget that history forget them families forget them children forget them dogs forget that job sometimes you just got to let it go man because if you holding on to it, you could be missing your blessing. I messed around. I gave up on something. You know what? I ain't going to say I gave up on it. I'm saying that it was just time for me to say goodbye. Yeah. And I walked out on it and walked straight into a blessing. You did. So if anybody need to let something go, let it go, man. And something you know, in front of you. If you wouldn't have let it go, then it might not have worked out the way that it has. You know what I mean? Like literally just being in a different place at the time that you weren't supposed to be there, if you were supposed to have left, that could just change the whole trajectory of everything. It's just crazy. And I, I'm, I'm very proud of you for finally doing what you had been wanting to do for a couple of years prior to that. And that it happened at a time, you know, it happened and now you're, you're famous. And, <laughs> and I wouldn't you, say famous. You but I'm working are. On you it. are, though. We are on the train a lot, even coming from where where you live, which is, you know, not necessarily in the city. Is But people recognize you everywhere we go. And it's just it's crazy. Even when you have on sunglasses, they still be like, wait a minute. I'm like, how do y'all recognize this dumb bitch? I don't know. OK, I got another question for you. OK, Cause, you know, I'm just inquisitive like that today. Um, Are you as honest with these newer people as you would have been before fame like with the with the people you meet are you do you dicey now what? you know you know out of all people i'm very honest it's to the point bitches be getting cussed out left and right like i don't <laughs> play no games i'm straight to the point you remember that time i had sex with that chick and i was like the the, the, the next morning i was like all right now uh, this ain't gonna happen again and she was like damn <laughs> but the crazy thing is they almost like it like that. That's well. That's what's so crazy to me is that they. It's I like when I'm. It. I don't understand. Like when I'm being sweet and I'm opening up and closing up doors and I'm saying yes, ma'am and no, sir, and I'm being like the most stand-up woman that I can be. They think I'm corny, and I'm just like, okay, so 
I'm trying to be good to you. I'm trying to be nice to you. And you calling that shit corny. But when I start talking to you upside your head, it just keeps them coming back. I don't get that. I don't either because sometimes I can't believe the stuff you say. I'm like, let me put my headphones on. This is just too <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, so I do. another question, dating a fan, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's inappropriate <laughs> or would you date a fan or have you dated a fan or what? So back when I first got the show SNL around the time where I think I started getting, I think I had like just got also Love Life on HBO and I used to just meet women all the time. And I met this one chick at a bar. She was like, you're Punky Johnson. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, she started asking me all kinds of questions. We ended up getting drunk at the bar. I ended up kissing her. We ended up, you know, going going home together or whatever. And she, it just it just was weird because like right afterward, I found out she was a nutcase. So I won't I don't think I'll date fans anymore. Cause then she would start saying stuff like, Why you're not answering the phone? I'm like, girl, you know I work a hundred hours a week. We already talked about this at the bar. She's like, So you just gonna be with me? take advantage of me and not see me again. I'm like, never said that. Mm. Never said that at all. Um, I'm just busy working. Don't make this weird. Like we can definitely hook up again. You, I'm just at work now. And then she just started doing, a, calling my phone back to back to back. Um, being all in my DMs, just going crazy, doing crazy comments on the pictures and videos and threatening to come to my job. I'm like, bitch, do not come to 30 Rock. What is wrong with you? That was so the girl I, that looked like Gabrielle Union? No, will you shut up? Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that was not the bitch. No. Okay? Oh. Shut up. It's, no. Fuck. Not a oh. bitch that look like Gabrielle Union gonna be like, I know you ain't talking about. I bet you. Oh, I hope she don't listen to this shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but no, it was not her. But I think dating fans is is a dangerous situation because I think they could become crazy. So I think I need to be sticking to messing with people in my tax bracket. I that's think that's what the I always tell you. You yes. need to date people in your tax bracket that understand you. I'm not saying they're going to be less crazy. I'm just saying they're going to be more understanding of the circumstances of my job. Because <laughs> mm. they're going to be on a grind just like me. Yeah. Well, do you feel like you always have to be on as a celebrity or? I think sometimes when I'm outside, like that's why I got to watch how I get drunk. I got to get yeah. watch how I get drunk in public. You remember I got mad at the table when the people... Like the drinks just was taken all day. Yeah. And we ended up having to go to the bar. And by the time we got our drinks from the bar, came back to the table, the drinks was there. Mm -hmm. And then the bill was like $300 for drinks that we didn't even drink. Right. And so I signed a tab, but I left this big long letter on it. Yeah. I still got the letter. It was so loud in there. If the DJ was playing, it was it was all kind of celebrities everywhere, and you sitting down writing Writing a whole letter. letter on the receipt. I'm like, you know what? You are so petty. (laughs) <laughs> you are so petty but that was horrible because they also took my full drinks off the table and whatever but that was you know you seem like you always having some issues with these bills at the end of the night so my thing is with me when I got the job at SNL I think that was like my first real professional job where I had to have some standards <laughs> and I had to be I had to at least show that I was worth something. So SNL calmed me down because now I'm not buck wild in public like I used to be. I'm not cursing people out like I used to curse them out. People would comment stuff under my pictures and I would say the most brutal shit. And now I just don't do that no more. And it's taught me a level of self-control that I need to have in public. And also, I influence so many younger people, so many younger black women, so many younger gay people that I don't even want to represent myself in the wrong way no more. I want to make sure I do the right thing. You know, they got times where I'll be like, you know what, forget this. This is bullshit. And I'll be like, I'll be talking about quitting. I'm just depressed and I'm just down. And sometimes I'll walk out of the door at 30 Rock and it just be a group of black women like you doing this for us and that type of shit, man, that shit fucks me up, man, because I'll be like, it's not about me. Yeah. None of this shit is about me. It's about my, my beautiful black women out there. It's about my beautiful gay people out there. And I'm their voice. And they tell me that. But I didn't know that at first. And now I know. So yeah. I persevered through all of this shit. So I make sure I behave you, myself. It's about you evolving as a human, too. And I feel like this has been a fun evolution to watch you navigate through. Like, it's just, it's it's very fun being on, just watching you. And yeah. 
and seeing how you've leveled up and you know so yeah for yeah because i was a nutcase i'm still a nutcase like they got some people well i'm like i hope you ain't the person that's gonna put this out there because i don't popped off a couple times yeah real hard Mm -hmm. but in my defense i don't pop off unless i'm put in a position to pop off i'm not just gonna be popping off and it always happens right after i get called my uber <laughs> right after i leave 10 minutes later here you go you my babysitter dicey you can't just leave me <laughs> here you go <laughs> but yes i always feel like i gotta be on celebrity mode until i get in this house and take my bra off mm-hmm <laughs> Now, Dicey, we can't just let this segment end because you be all up in my business. Oh, Lord. Oh, you be Lord. in my business. Oh, you be Lord. like, spill the tea, Punky. Is it that chick that looking like Gabriel? Yeah, yeah. Just putting my business out there. Now, it can't just be all on me. So, I know you done dated a celebrity. I know I know you've been doing some stuff. I know you've been <laughs> popping coochie. I don't tell. You better put your business out there, Dicey. Tell them about that time you was dating a celebrity. I want to know. I know you got a story in your in, around there somewhere. When folks. I was younger, you know, um, it's a couple celebrities. I always attract athletes for whatever reason, like football players and stuff like that. And there was this one pretty famous football player that came to my house. This is this is way back when me and my sister lived together in Houston. And oh, when y'all um, was outside hoeing. I mean, we was we were young, impressionable, like, you know, we was we was doing our thing. We was at yacht parties and stuff and we was, you know, we was <laughs> we was out there, not like that yeah, though. Not. Shut up, shut up, bitch. My mom listens to this. <laughs> anyway, this guy, this football player, um, came over and first of all, he came over because I suggested that I cook because you know I like to cook and stuff and I'm like well he probably is so used to like women trying to take him to the most expensive steakhouses and like you know and spend all this money and be seen with him and all this stuff or whatever um so I said well let me just do something at home something low-key and just invite him over so he came over but he was being very very touchy-feely like we had probably been talking for maybe a month on the phone and stuff and then we'd meet up different places or whatever but nothing this is the first time he came to my house and I guess he thought it was just about to go down and I don't know what made him think that I had on sweats and like you know, I mean, it just seemed like somebody on his level wouldn't have been as thirsty as he was. So he kept on. We were watching my favorite comedy special. It was Mike Epps's, um comedy special where he, baby, that's my favorite comedy special. Anyway, um, and he just kept touching my thigh. But like not, you know how some, they can put their hand on your thigh and it's not like an inappropriate thing because they just leave it in one place but his hand just was like stroking my thigh and kept moving up and up and I was just like I don't this is not what you're here for today you know what I mean what are you doing so I just kind of politely moved his hand you know like we can snuggle up on each other but you're not about to just be like just grabbing my thighs and stuff like that and like I just what maybe I really wasn't feeling him maybe that's what it was because I maybe sometimes I might not mind that if you know but whatever he got really mad and he got aggressive with me and he started like, I mean, I, and he, he's obviously, you know, he lifts all these weights and stuff and I'm just a little delicate flower and he's over here like, like grabbing me. And, and I, so finally he knew that I was, cause I'm just not a candidate for domestic abuse or for any of that stuff. I made him leave and yeah, you have, you got, you got to go. What are you doing? I don't care how, what your contract says. I don't care, you know, but athletes could they could be like that like they it's just so many women on them all the time and it's like he just couldn't understand you should have went and got your fix before you came over here though sir or you could probably still go get it after you leave here but it ain't gonna be for me so i blame that on you why what's you my know fault what everybody that data addict you know what time it is you I know mean, what time it is. I just want to let you know that any level of fame that I'm on, either it's the either the, if it's F-less celebrity or A-list celebrity, you invite me over for food, a movie, and you cooking, and I'm laying on this couch. I even know what time it is. I even think I'm, you about to start popping some pussy. That's that sounds like third or fourth date material to me. That's not first date material. You're just gonna invite me over to the house. I just didn't think it was going to be like that. I thought he would want something low-key and just like... Yes, low-key. Suck my dick. 
Suck my dick low key. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> you know what? I am so over you. Oh, I, I just, I don't. Did you put him out? What happened? Yeah, he, yeah, he got put out. He got and he and then had the nerve to still call me and hit me up and stuff after that. Just like, but I, at that point, I just felt like he was aggressive. He was too aggressive. Like it's one thing to try. That it. was the one that played for the Heat. No. Oh, which one was it? It's what. Let me finish what I was saying. <laughs> oh, you make me sick. It's one thing <laughs> to have tried it. And for, you know, me to have been like, no, and then he accepted that. But the fact that you just know you're stronger than me and you just keep on with it, that that's no, nah, I can't do that. I, I dated another I dated another celebrity, too. Um, cool. He was a very famous R&B singer. <laughs> we were off and on for like a couple of years. Oh, you talking about com- girl? I remember Common. No, th- I have, don't 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 you ever? I've never. <laughs> the only thing I ever did with Common was play spades with you at Questlove's party. <laughs> That's the only time I ever met Common. I'm just playing. Yes, you're just playing. But what is R&B singer? So I'm not gonna tell you who he was, but he was a very popular R&B singer, especially like in the 2000s, like whatever. But um, he sang too much. For me like he wouldn't shut up like you have a great voice i don't want to hear this all the time that would get on my nerves he sang too much he like drank too much i think he was trying to like mask you know being a celebrity or whatever he also came from a famous family too where he was already kind of on before he even got on um but he just he wasn't my type either but he was very attentive very nice and those are you know what? And I dated one. I dated a rapper too, and that was probably my favorite. We we were very compatible. Of course, of course the, the only, rapper was the your only favorite. thing with him was he didn't want any more kids. He didn't want any more kids, and I did. And 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 it was very hard for us to tear each other apart from each other. But it was really interesting. Like I got to meet all kind of people with him. He was friends with Michael Jackson. He had some of Michael Jackson's furniture in his actual, like this furniture, y'all, you could tell that it was Michael Jackson's furniture. It was gold plated. It was like the most amazing pieces that you've ever seen. It, they didn't even go in his place. I'm like, what are this should be in a museum or something, you know, like, I love how you allow men to lie to you. Anything, anyway, um, is that anything different? About- <laughs> hey, girl, that wasn't Michael Jackson stuff. Oh, okay, he, I'm telling you, he was friends. He was lying. Girl, shut up. <laughs> shut up. You don't even know who he it was. was. I got to tell he you. He was lying. I, never I can't believe you believe it. You've been believing this bullshit. Girl, shut up. Me telling you. Shut up. Michael Jackson pieces in his house. It so was. Michael Jackson gave him all the shit? Yes, he gave him, he gave him like three pieces of very, very nice Michael Jackson furniture. got pictures together? Huh? Yeah, they had pictures you, you together. They what, did, yeah. Well, well you got to pull up those receipts because I'm not gonna believe you. Until well, fine. I see the I, pictures. You, whatever. Did you meet Michael Jackson? No, I did not. Well, then it ain't real, bitch. Because if if Michael Jackson Girl, was my shut friend, up. all my hoes meeting Michael Jackson, bitch. That's. <laughs> I'd be like, Michael, tell this bitch you my friend. <laughs> it's fucking Michael Jackson. <laughs> whatever. But I got a question for you. Is there anything different about the way people view you while you dating a celebrity? You know, they people just ignore you a lot. When you're even, even when I'm, even with you, people just like, and and that's fine. I don't really care to talk or be in that limelight like that necessarily, but it's just like, they only see the celebrity, you know what I mean? Cause that's just who, and they're not rude. A lot of times they just have to get over the fact that, oh my God, it's Punky Johnson right here. And then they'll be like, oh, hi, how you doing? Okay. But Punky Johnson, like, you know, which is fine. So that's kind of how it was. A lot of women though, they, you know, they try to put on extras to um get to get their attention you know i remember mm-hmm. a couple times we were at bossa nova with the rapper with we were there with too short actually and it was like a group of girls that walked in and um they just like you should have just seen how it's like you don't even matter you don't even matter as their girlfriend or as their significant other that's sitting there with them you clearly were together but it does they don't care they just gonna walk up anyway and you know whatever so on the flip side of that, though, they're like a lot of these these athletes and these celebrities, their friends, their homeboys, they ain't shit like they will try it. They will try it behind their backs. And, it's it, you know, like, mm-mm. so I don't know if that answered your question or if that was going off on a stupid tangent. But the, all three of the dudes, like the basketball player, 
the R&B, the R&B dude and the rapper? You ever felt like they was treating you like a fan? Um, maybe the football player was treating me like a fan, but the other ones, no. The other ones, they would always comment too, because I never ask anybody for anything. I don't want your money. I don't, we don't have to do, we don't have to just do all this stuff that we just don't. Like for me to be happy, like I'm more into, do you make me laugh? And can we laugh together? And I think that that's one of the main things that they really liked about me was that. Tell the people the truth. Was the personality. Do you make me laugh? Can I be your housewife? Because you be talking about it's not about money, but you a gold digger. How am I? Go- you know what? <laughs> a lot of people like glamorize dating a celebrity. Yeah. They all like, oh, dating a celebrity is this and dating a celebrity is that. And I think you cleared it a little bit of how it's really, really not uh, picture perfect. Yeah, it's not. it's not picture perfect. And I would almost, I mean, I would just rather date a man with money than a man with money and fame. You know what I mean? If you just want me to be honest. And yes. I, and what's wrong with wanting to be taken care of? I don't want to... I, yeah, I want to be... Ta- but I also take care of things too. You know what I mean? Like, And I also have my own. I don't need a man to do that. It's just nice that if he has it to do it. You know what I mean? Dice it for the clarification. Sure. <laughs> on being a gold digger. I'm so sick of you. I cannot wait to get on this plane tomorrow. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to have me another shot on the plane to celebrate me going home and getting away from this abuse. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Well, your relationships are always going to be different from here on out since you're famous. And and it just is what it is. And I feel like you're dealing with fame in in a very positive way. I feel like this year, especially this season of SNL, you have stepped all the way outside of your comfort zone you've you're you've owned who you are as an individual as a as a celebrity as a talented as um comedian the thing is at the end of the day if you want to date a celebrity to all the people out there that, that think it's so glamorous and so appetizing if you want to date a celebrity just be mindful and understand that the attention is not on you get ready to be ignored get ready to feel like you've forgotten about Get ready to only see that person once a month, maybe if that pending on where their job is stationed at at the time. Get ready to not receive too many phone calls. Just get ready. And it don't mean that they don't fuck with you or they don't care about you. It just means that they just focused on something. Yeah. So, you know, that's just the thing. And with me, I just need understanding. So if I could... I, I like people when they understand that I bet I had a long week at work. Like at, at, at SNL, you know how it is because you've been here. I'm working all day, every day. We always we always in that studio. Sometimes I don't get home till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And on Saturdays, we work in 15 hours. So on Saturdays, we out the house shit like 20 hours on Saturdays. And it just it just it just, it just gets tough and it gets hard. And I know it could be an unfair situation sometimes, but if we could just have that one person that just gets it. That'll be dope. Yeah, because what they need to understand is a couple of hours with you is just enough. Like, you need, that's what you need, somebody to understand that. Like, who wants to be with you past a couple hours anyway? So. Bitch, I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if y'all, y'all know what it is, man. Dating a celebrity is fun. You do get to meet people. You do get to go to all the parties. You do get to go to the red carpets. Um, You do get to fly first class. You do get to have the extravagant dinners and have the extravagant clothes. But always think about your emotions and your your mental and know if you can handle it. And if you can, go on ahead. But if you can't, I don't don't suggest you do it. And I'm going to end it with that. I'm in with that. But before we get to the next segment, don't forget you are listening to Love Thing with Punky Johnson on SXM and Kevin Hunt's LOL Radio Channel 96. Spectrum Business knows small business owners have to do it all. Get Spectrum One for business. Just $49.99 a month for internet, advanced Wi-Fi with security shield and a free mobile line for a year. Learn more at spectrum.com slash business. Restrictions apply. Services not available in all areas. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. 
That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. It's about time for Thatcher's Thoughts, everybody. Yes, like I said before, it's been a while, so let's recap what Thatcher's Thoughts are. Thatcher's Thoughts are thoughts from my thoughty friends before, during, and after they thoughty activity. That's right, before, during, and after they be some holes in this house. And I think this one is called The Booth, you said? This is from one the of booth. your friends? Okay, The Booth. All right. This one is called The Booth. So I'm going to tell you all the story about my friend. Y'all know I can't say no names, but this little slut freaky hoe. <laughs> I could not believe when she texted me and told me this. So it starts off, I'm at work. I'm minding my business, doing my little two-step, writing my little sketches. So my friend hit me up. Hey, what's up, girl? Um, all of us, we coming in town. I said, all right, bet, because it was the comedy festival. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to see y'all. I'm going to see if I can get y'all in SNL. Boom. And so then she hit me up. She was like, bitch, why you ain't tell me such and such was going to be out here? I was like, oh, I thought you knew he was coming out here. She's like, I did not know. I was like, you're going to fuck him, huh? She's like, no, hell no. I'm not fucking him. Forget him. <laughs> That's what we like, all right. right. I was like, all right, whatever. In my mind, I'm like, I know she's going to fuck this dude. I already know she's going to do it. So then she hit me up maybe a little while later. I'm eating oysters. We out in Brooklyn. We out eating oysters, yada, yada, yada. I was like, okay. And then like 30 minutes later, she was like, ooh, these oysters got me so horny. I was like, oh, Lord, you're going to fuck him, ain't you? Girl, ain't nobody worry about him. I said, okay, bitch, whatever. Then next thing I know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, I get another text. Girl, why I was just bent over in the bathroom at this show. Getting my back blown. <laughs> I said, in the bathroom? She said, yeah, girl, I was in the bathroom, girl. This, he was just blowing my back all the way out, girl. I was just, my chin and my cheek was just squished up against the wall. He had his hand on my neck and bitch, it was like he was trying to drive me through the wall, girl. I was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, you knew you was going to have sex with him when you came out. You already knew. You was in denial. You was saying, you just nasty bitch. I said, now start from the top. Tell me what happened. All right, well, when I saw him, he, he was acting funny with me for a second, and then I went and sat down in the booth. I ignored him. I didn't tell him nothing. So then he going to come sit by me by the booth talking about some you acting funny. I was like, I ain't acting funny. Hey, whatever. And then next thing you know, bitch, I was under the table sucking his dick. <gasps> At the booth? At the booth. So that's why this is called the booth? It's called the booth. That's why, because she was at the table, and they had a show going on. I think it was like some type of... Um, During a show? Doing a show. She said, but by the way the booth was positioned, nobody would have seen all... That's what she said. Nobody would have seen her sucking this dude, dude dick in the booth. Because she was under the table, all the way under the table. And he was what? just sitting at the booth. <gasps> she said, but then somebody came, walked up over there, talked to him. And say hello to him or whatever. And they tried to sit down. And he was like, no, no, no. I'm actually about to leave. So the people left. And then she got from up under the table and was like, you want to just finish this in the bathroom? And lucky them that the bathroom was a one-person stall. Like, you, you have to go in the bathroom and you get to lock the door. It's just one toilet up in there. <laughs> and she said, man, they got in that bathroom. And he just tore her down in that bathroom. What? And you know what? This should be called blaming on the oysters. You got some slutty, slutty friends. <laughs> I don't I, I wouldn't call, You know what My friends Are just outside And I don't have No problem with that Okay Because when I was outside I was outside I might not be Doing the receiving 
But when I was outside, I was outside. I did some filthy shit in bathrooms, on beaches, at bars, in cars, in Ubers. I done did some filthy shit. Ubers? Hell yeah, because you know I got a driver. And I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to excuse what you see in here, up in here. And they don't give a shit. I'm paying them to be quiet. I'm paying them to drive and be quiet. Wow. So, I, 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 I uh, listen, doctor's thoughts is not something you should be embarrassed about, ladies. Doctor's thoughts, if you outside, baby girl, be outside. Oh, she was outside, all right. That be baby free, was outside. Baby. Is your coochie, is your mouth, is your throat, is your ass. You go on and be free, boo-boo. You gonna tell I'm not me making fun of none. Do I I'm know not this? making fun of none of my friends. Huh? Do I know this friend? I'm not telling you. You won't even tell me if I know her? I'm not telling you. Okay. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm sworn to secrecy. I always tell all my people. See, I'm a big old vault. I always ask them, hey, can I tell this story on a podcast without using you? They be like, hell yeah, girl. Tell them, let these souls know. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. That must be one of your New Orleans. Well, I don't know. No, it's a comedy friend. Oh, that narrowed it down. Okay, I'm going to figure it that out. narrowed it down. Yeah, she she flew in from uh, if I'm not mistaken, Detroit. All right, I'm a, uh, I gotta I gotta <laughs> figure that out. Let me see. <laughs> I need to know who that is. Well, that was our thoughts for thought for today, and what a thought! What a thought! <laughs> what a thought! The booth, everybody. If y'all have some thoughts or thoughts that you want to share with us for the next season, please hit us up. Go to our Instagrams. The link is in our bios. You can leave us a voice note. Um, of your thought, your thought, and have it read on love thing. It's time to get to the reason we're all here. It's time to listen to today's voicemail. So we have an anonymous caller. She's 27 from the DMV area, and the description says, "Oh, girl, isn't ready to leave the streets." Uh oh. Oh. Okay. What you think that's gonna say? What you think that's I- about? I don't know what it's going to say, but I already agree. <laughs> what you agree I'm with? She's 27. She's not ready to leave the streets. Oh, well. All right. Well, let's, let's see. Let's let's play her voicemail and see what she's got going on. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, y'all. Um, So I got a question for y'all. So I've been dating this guy for like a while now. Um, And, you know, we've been having a good time just kicking it, traveling, Um, We really enjoy each other's company. But recently, a lot of people that are close to me have been asking me, like, what are we doing? Like, what's the next steps? And we kind of decided, you know, we're good doing what we are, where we we're good where we are. We're going to kind of see where it goes. But, you know, those questions from other people have started to make me worry. Um, And I guess my question for y'all is like, when do you decide if things need to go to a next level or is it okay to have an understanding of what you're doing if everybody around you doesn't? I mean, what do you tell those people? Like, I'm definitely in a place where a lot of people around me are getting married, having kids, and those aren't really my interests. Um, I'm not really trying to leave the party yet. Um, as you get older and you kind of recognize that, what do you say to those people around you? Or do you simply just say, fuck them? Oh, I like how she left it off. What you think, Punky? I'm a big believer of if you're not ready, don't do it. I'm a big believer of uh, understanding how you operate in something when you're not ready to do something. Of you understanding the consequences of I'm not ready, but I'm going to do this anyway. It's like putting your foot in a small shoe. It ain't never going to fit. Like you got to wait till you can get your size. I know someone who got married when they weren't ready to get married and it completely destroyed the friendship and the relationship of that person. And now my friend, he, he is so hurt that he lost his best friend because he knew he wasn't ready and he married her because he just loved her and he wanted to give her what she wanted, but he wasn't doing what he wanted. So ultimately in the end, he ruined the relationship with them. And I'm not saying they're never going to be friends again, but he is so hurt. And he'd be like, Punky, I just really want her to be my friend. I just miss her touch. I just miss her smile. We don't have to be nothing. He's like, he's so upset with himself 
for ruining a bond that they had. And I'm not saying that that is the is the case with them because maybe they're not friends like that. Maybe they don't care. I don't know. But I would never get into something that I'm not ready to get into. And I think that's between you and your partner as well. Like, listen, mm-hmm. let's make sure we're on the same level. Let's make sure we check in every week and stay on the same page. Let's make sure that um, our vibe is still the same, regardless of what everybody else is talking about. That's wow. how I feel about that. I, I kind of feel the same way. I also, though, feel like usually it's the man who's not ready to get into the relationship. But her as the female being 27, I would just, you know, encourage her to um, leave the situationship, relationship, whatever, while they can still be cool right now. And in, in case maybe in a couple years, you know, if either of them haven't found someone to be with then, you know, it could still be something that's open. Don't burn the bridge is basically what I'm saying. Um, Also, with that being said, though, as the female, you know, and this is me speaking as like 44-year-old Dicey versus 27-year-old Dicey. I wasn't thinking about my future at all at 27, really. Like, I probably just started thinking about it at 35. Like, honestly, I'm immature a little bit. I can admit that about myself. Um, Maybe somewhat of a late bloomer. But... I wish that I would have been thinking about kids then. And I wish that I would have frozen my eggs if I knew I was still going to try to, you know, be in the streets. It's several things that I just would have done a little differently as a younger woman. So, you know, we don't have all day. You don't you don't have as long as a man does. A man can have a baby at ninety nine. That's just not the case with us. So and she says she doesn't want that now. But, you know, your things change and, you know, um, you have to prepare for your ultimate future and what you know you got you just got to be honest with yourself like I if you want to be honest with you I think locking putting a title on something can mess something up I I, I ain't even much gonna lie like sometimes like I'm talking to my therapist about this I'm just like I don't know if I want to be married again but a year ago I wanted to be married again and that could change next year but I'm I am up and down and in and out because it's my fear it's not a fear of commitment because I know that I can commit I want kids I want a family I know that I can commit it's the fear of putting a title on something and putting you in a box because in marriage is not supposed to make you feel like that I don't know if I'm triggered I don't know if it's something that I can't get over from my past marriage I don't know I'm working through that right now but it, it can ruin something because like now that we married, it got to be like this. And now that we married, it got to be like that. And now that we married, you have to talk. To, it's just like, no, if we could just stay like this, like in this world, shit, we can do it forever. What, what does marriage change necessarily? What does it do? What does the next step necessarily change? I mean, it changes a lot of things. It's, it's, you know, um, insurance money involved <laughs> not we could, maybe that's maybe that's, that's, that's all, the gold that's all con- but that's all contractual it that's is, all contractual no ma- it's, it's like ma- marriage it's, marriage is different it, it's like you you're choosing to be with this person on some loud motorcycle outside sorry y'all you're choosing to be with this person in front of your family, in front of your friends, in front of the world. You you are choosing to go through life and all these experiences with somebody and, and, and have somebody there that has your back like nobody else does. You know what I mean? Like that, those are it's you different than being in a relation than being in just in a relationship choo- than being in a but marriage. You can, you can choose that without it you can choose that without locking it up. You can choose okay. that. This is all like shit that the world painted. For, for people to stay locked in these relationships, or oh, because you're not going to leave me. No, like, I believe that you can be with somebody forever in a partnership without being married. A marriage is contractual, and I say it, all the rest of that stuff is contractual, but what I mean is I can put in in my insurance that even you, Dicey, I could be like, Dicey going to take all my money when I'm gone. Or if I'm thinking ahead, like, if it comes to extraordinary measures, the person that's going to be making decisions on my life is going to be my mother or my father or my cousin. You don't have to be married to have somebody make those decisions for you. You don't have to be married. I don't. I just feel like you don't have to take it to the next level. You don't. You don't. But I, I think it's. It says. I don't know. I feel and what I you're be, saying too. But I can also be speaking a whole bunch of out of out of fear. Yeah. And like I said, it's not 
fear of commitment because I want that. I want all of these things. But then I feel like my mate going to be like, yeah, you want all of these things, but you don't want to marry me. And that's not the case. It's just I don't feel like marriage is going to make it any better. I only feel like it can make it worse. And I could be just traumatized. I don't know. Like I said, I'm working through it. But why we just can't stay in this world and just be happy? Why we got to bring all that paperwork shit into it and the vibes start changing? Why we got to do that? So I just feel like if you ain't ready, stay where you at. Like, be still until you know. That's always my answer. When I don't know the answer to something, I'm fucking still. I sit in that stillness and I wait for it. Mm-hmm. That's, I- that's the answer. And, st- and girl, stay out there, girl. Stay. And make sure y'all on the same page. Make sure he ain't fucking off and you ain't fucking off. And if he is fucking off, make sure you fucking off. Well, it's just no need to be in together. If, if this, um, that sounds toxic. It's not toxic if everybody is transparent and open with what's going on. If everything is on the table, how can that be toxic? It just Why is everybody so caught up in this life of marriage? Why is everybody so caught in that? Listen, Who made that I'm, rule? I'm not caught up in that. I'm definitely not caught up in it. I, under, I understand your perspective. I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, I do. I would like to possibly. I'm, I'm definitely not close to being married again. I you know, if the right person comes along, the right situation presents itself, I don't want to necessarily die alone. But like you're saying, though, you know, it doesn't have to be a marriage for me not to die alone. It could just be us deciding with, between ourselves that we're going to see this life out, the, live the rest of our lives out together, you know, with mm-hmm. no paperwork involved. The, to, to, to my girl that's out there talking who, who left us the voicemail. Don't get yourself caught up in what everybody else talking about. Period. Don't do that. Do what you want to do. You're going to know when it's time for you to settle down. You're going to feel it in your gut. You're going to feel it in your spirit. Your soul is going to say it's time. But until then, man, forget, forget all that noise, man. If you happy, man, keep doing you. And just stay in that world, man. Stay in that bubble. It's good. It's happiness right there. Wherever that happiness is at, stick to it. Because you're right. gonna ruin, you're gonna ruin it if you force it. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely not saying force anything. I'm just saying do be thinking about your future at the same time, and you know, party and stuff. But at, at some point, you know, the club is just not gonna be what it is. One day you're gonna look around and be the oldest bitch in the club, and then what? And what's wrong you with know? that? And what's wrong with that? I'm just saying it's just it don't feel it does not feel good. It don't it just does not feel good to be doing the same things after. 10 20 years it's just that just don't feel the same it doesn't feel good to be at this in the same place you were socially to me okay okay you better put a disclaimer out there because all the old women out there are gonna be like what this bitch dice no, to talk about because I'm, I'm still not, having a good time in the club and i still have a good time but i'm saying it, you know she's saying she's not ready to come in from that and i'm just saying that doesn't last forever either you know looks well, she will know beauty. she will know when she get ready she okay. will know she will know. Baby girl, you gonna know. And when you know, you make that move. Until then, sit your ass in that happiness. So that's your and final that's, thought? Sit your ass in that happiness? Sit your ass in that happiness. I think we can leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Thank you for the call, ma'am. We don't know Thank your name. Call. Make sure you give us an update in a yes. couple months of where you at. Matter of fact, hit us up in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> you probably gonna have about four kids, a big house. <laughs> She would have found the one by then. All right, y'all. Let's jump into this punky tripping. I know I've been giving y'all advice, but this is a two-way street because if I could dish it, I could take it and I can use your advice as well. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on this week? I want to call this the pillows. How was you tripping? Because I know you was tripping. So one time I'm chilling with my girl and she has a, has a family that they just love each other. They're just together all the time, which is fine. I love company. Company's great. But this was at a point where I just didn't want no company. So I'm like, look, I don't want no company tonight. I just kind of want to kick it, kind of lay low. Mind you, we had just partied the night before. And we had plans to party the next day. So I was like, I can't go. I don't want to go three days in a row. So just let me take this little break tonight. Let's kick it. Watch a movie. You know, let's cook. Let's eat. Let's chill. Next thing you know, she get a phone call. I hear, hell yeah, you could come over. The door is open. <gasps> I say, loud, so whoever was on the phone, she heard. I said, no, the door is not fucking open. Door ain't open. I say, you could tell them the door is closed. Ain't nobody coming over here. 
she just hangs up the phone. So I'm like, all right, bet. My point got across. Man, about 30 fucking minutes later, the door was open. I know you lying. People came in the house, bro. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, okay, bet. Pillows, bitch. Pillows. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. I said it to myself. So the company was there. I got up. I went took a shower. I came back out. And I was like, I'm going to holler at y'all. I'm going to bed. I go get in the bed. And I couldn't really act a fool because the people was there. I couldn't really fuss. I couldn't really do what I really wanted to do. I mean, I could have, but I didn't want to make a fool of myself. I act crazy. I make the vibe bad. So I took all the pillows off the bed except mine, and I hid them. <laughs> that is the pettiest. <laughs> Where did you hide the pillows? In the closet. I be doing some female shit sometimes. I ain't going to lie. Now, mind you, mind you. I thought she was going to come in the room and be like, stupid bitch, put the pillows in the closet. That's what I thought she was going to do. But she didn't. I woke up and the bitch was just sleeping crick neck <laughs> in the bed. And she was so hurt. And she was so upset with me. She didn't talk to me that morning. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, that wasn't me. That was Jason. Because Jason is when I get drunk and I do crazy stuff. So Jason took the pillows off the bed. And put him in the closet. That wasn't Punky. That was Jason. His name is Jason. Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> That's your alter ego. Your Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> and so the next morning, I woke up and I went bought her a present. And I was like, "Here you go." And she was like, "Oh." I was like, "See, every time you piss me off and I do something stupid, I'm gonna get you a present." Now that is very toxic and very abusive, and I know it. Yeah. And I'm talking to. I'm talking to Linda about it, and I'm working through it. But sometimes I have these shallow, horrible moments, and I do stupid things. And I apologize. But I also say, like I said earlier in the show today, I don't pop off unless people make me. I kindly requested a night alone. I kindly requested to have no company to chill and let my liver take a break. I kindly. And I was also rudely disrespected. So, no pillows for you, bitch. Hmm. Now, was I tripping? So, well, <laughs> first of all, I have my own thoughts on this one, but let's let's visit the criteria for is Punky tripping <laughs> before I get into that. Did you get loud with her? Nah, nah, I ain't get loud. loud. Okay, well, nah. that's that's one of the first times in a while that you haven't gotten loud on a face. Punky the pillows tripping. was loud. Me taking the pillows was loud. Did you call her out of her name? I think no. you did that in your head, right? You didn't do it, it like out loud. You just, and thirdly, would your father, head. would your daddy be proud of how you handle this? And I don't think he would. I don't think he would suggest he, taking a, a bitch's pillow. <laughs> he laughed when I told him. He was like, yeah, you was on that drink, huh? I was like, I was on that medicine. I, <laughs> so you were not tripping, first of all. Y'all don't spend like as much time together as either of you would like. You know, and so the time that you do have, if you were requesting for her not to have company and she did anyway, that would have really made me mad, too. However, I would not make the bitch wake up with a crick in her neck the next morning. That is the most petty thing. Like, you, it's so many other things you could have done. But take her pillows. Come on. Like, you, yeah, you didn't get loud. Yeah. Yeah. You passed all the criteria this time. But in my eyes, you were still tripping. That is the pettiest you ain't even told me this. You have not told me this. This just happened, huh? So you think I was tripping? You were tripping, in my in my opinion. I don't think I was. I mean, I probably was. I could have went about that differently. But I was angry. And, you know, at least I'm not, like, throwing stuff and breaking China. I just took some pillows. Yeah. Well, you just took the pillows. That's what you felt like you had to do in that situation. And that's what you did. So, yeah. You were tripping to me, but according to the criteria this time, you were not tripping. Whatever well, that means. Y'all hit us. Y'all hit me up in my DMs and let me know if I was tripping because I don't think I was. So y'all let me know. Um. Anyway, just want to let everybody know, all the listeners out there for season one, I want to thank y'all for sticking with us. Um, yes. As we, as we get through the season, not knowing what we're doing, just trying to figure it out, just talking all the shit. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate all our producers, everybody that stuck in with us because me and Dicey, we are paying an ass and we're a handful. Yes. And we appreciate the love and the support. I just, man, 
I thank y'all so much, man. Love Thing, season one, we out. Peace. Love Thing is a Sirius XM and LOL Radio production. It's hosted by me, Punky Johnson. And me, Dicey. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, Eric Wild, and Leslie Guam. We are produced by Elise Ellis and engineered by Marcus Hom. Dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts Dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.